Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 1992, teen rapper Chiali was destined for greatness. He had moderate success with his lead single, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, followed by the release of his debut and only album titled The Fabulous Chiali. He was also part of the hip-hop collective, the Native Tongues family, that consisted of groups such as Black Sheep, De La Soul, A Tribe Called Quest, and Leaders of the New School. He was also affiliated with the Queen Latifah-led Flavor Unit. He would be featured on songs with his crew here and there, but then he seemed to have disappeared. Next time people saw Chiali was on a 2001 episode of America's Most Wanted. Chiali was wanted for the murder of his daughter's uncle, or you could say his baby mom's brother. So what led this once promising talent from the hip-hop stage to a true crime story? This is the story of Chiali. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Danny B Speaks Presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. I am your host, Tahir Ali, and I'm here to bring you another true crime episode, one that people, I'm sure, are familiar with, but may not know some of the details as to exactly what happened. So that's what I'm here for. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, us 80s babies and 90s kids, of course, know who Chiali is. And especially if you're into hip hop, let me just say you should know who Chiali is. But let me give you a little bit of background on Chiali. He was born Chiali Griffin on May 27, 1976 in the Bronx, New York, to a middle class two parent household. The notoriety of being a gangster and the gravitational pull of the streets suffocated Chiali morally. Despite attending private schools and rubbing shoulders with hip-hop's elite such as Tupac Shakur and Notorious B.I.G., Chiali found company with gangsters. He made his first crack sale at the age of 12 and signed a record deal at 14 with Relativity Records. In 1990, Chiali made his first appearance on fellow Native Tongue group De La Soul's 1989 single, Say No Go. 
He then appeared on Black Sheep's debut album, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing, on the song Past the 40 with the Native Tongue Collective. At the age of 15, his first single, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, was released, followed by Roadrunner and Funky Lemonade, which were all singles from his first and only album, The Fabulous Chiali. Through the rest of the decade, he would be featured on songs with his native tongue family, and he also collaborated with Jada Kiss on Kiss's song, G-Check. However, by the 2000s, Chiali had disappeared from the public eye. Literally. So what happened? Well, first, Chiali's follow-up album was permanently shelved, and the fame just seemed to have gone away. Then on January 14, 2000, everything would completely change. Chiali's then-girlfriend and the mother of his daughter, Skye, called him after she and her brother, Sean Raymond, got in an argument. Chiali says that he and Sean never really had a huge problem, just a few disagreements here and there, but nothing major. The argument started because she asked her brother to borrow some money so that she could get some juice, milk, diapers, you know, the basics for her daughter. By this time, Chiali, who had been living with them, moved out and he was all the way up in Harlem, and they were still living in the Bronx. So she gets on the phone with Sean and asks him, basically, you know, what's going on. And, you know, he's just saying, like, you know, he's just trying to reason with them. The brother's going all crazy and everything. He said he just got out of jail, and dude was just spazzing. You know, he was going off. Basically, just he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling nothing. He wasn't feeling what Chiali said. So Chiali was just like, you just let her borrow the money so I don't have to come all the way down there. I'm all the way up here. You know, by the time I get down there, I'm going to spend more money coming down there. You could just give her the money and, you know, we can work out way to pay back. So Sean basically wasn't hearing it and he cusses Chiali out over the phone. And they're going back and forth. So Chiali, you know, still trying to make peacemaker, just told Sean to give her the money that you owe me. Now, Sean apparently wasn't feeling that, and he basically said, I'm not paying you back anything. Basically, just, you know, it's not happening. Y'all aren't getting any money. You aren't getting your money back, whatever. So just, you know, whatever. So the argument continued and then escalated, and Sean did the ultimate insult to Chi. He told Chi Ali to suck his dick, and in the hood, those are beyond fighting words. You do not tell another man to do that. And Chi Ali said those few words can just bring out an aggression in you that you cannot control. And I, I mean, you know, to most of us, they're just words, you know, but I mean, I'm not an alpha male blinded by toxic masculinity and I'm not from the streets like that. So, you know, what do I know? But anyway, I digress. Chiali then told Sean to keep that same energy when I get down there. So Chiali arrives in the Bronx and he goes to the apartment and Sean isn't there. He's looking around the apartment and he sees that it's tore up. I mean, it's ransacked and he knows that something went down and he wasn't feeling it because he knows he has to confront Sean now because not only was his baby's mother and his daughter there, but his mom was there as well. So after this, he completely blacked out. He went on to go find Sean not far from where the apartment was and following him were his baby mother and his mom. They're trying to basically, you know, calm Chiali down, but he's not hearing anything. So he finds him, confronts him, pulls out his gun, and is basically like, what now? You talking shit to each other. So Sean starts talking reckless again. He's basically saying, I'm not worried about that gun, whatever, and probably laughs at him and all this other stuff. So Chiali just snapped 
and he shoots Sean multiple times, killing him right there on the spot. So immediately following the murder, Chiali was on the run, obviously. He moved all around the East Coast. He hid in Atlanta, Miami, South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, he was down there selling weed, and eventually he ended up landing back in New Jersey. So by now, it was about a year after the murder and a year of being on the run. But the walls were starting to close in. So while in New Jersey in early 2001, his first feature on the popular television show, America's Most Wanted, aired. And then a few weeks later, he was featured on the show again. And after that, the tips started pouring in. These tips placed Chia Lee in the Bronx on numerous occasions. And a week after the airing, Chia Lee was arrested on March 5, 2001 in New York City. Almost 14 months after committing the murder and being on the run, Chia Lee was convicted of second-degree murder after taking a plea deal and sentenced to 14 years at Sing Sing Correctional Facility in Isingen, New York. It was just 30 miles away from New York City. He was basically able to keep in contact with his family and everything, and they really supported him. Now, during an interview while in prison, Chiali is quoted as saying, 30 seconds can change your whole life, and I'm paying for it. At the time, turning myself in wasn't an option. If I get caught, it's over. I'll be in jail for the rest of my life. Those were his immediate thoughts after committing the murder. That's why he went on the run, basically. He ended up serving 12 years of the 14-year sentence, all at Sing Sing. After being released from prison in 2012, Chiali was welcomed back home by the hip-hop community. Like anyone else who has served any amount of time, he had to adjust back into society. He admits that it was hard, but he had a lot to do. He started working on his manuscript and biography titled From Rap Star to America's Most Wanted, The Chiali Story, which was released in August 2019. And I looked it up and it's currently out of print, which I'm not impressed because I really want to read it. But anyway... That same year, he also dropped his documentary, The Fabulous Chia Lee, and this was just to a limited release in a few cities, of course, Los Angeles, New York, and that's nowhere to be found either right now, so obviously it was a limited release, a limited run, but I need to see that too. So anyway, the documentary follows Chia Lee and his family around for a span of three years. It details his unique journey from child hip-hop prodigy to present-day human rights activist. But most importantly, Chiali has continued to build on his relationship with his daughter, who was 14 years old at the time of his release. Of course, she has grown now, and you can see pictures of them together on his Instagram page. He says that his daughter, Sky and his mother were his sole surviving writers while he was incarcerated. He said his family did support him and was everything to him during that time. Not only did Chia Lee miss time in the studio, but he missed crucial time with his daughter. So, you know, he, had a lot, he has a lot of making up to do even still to this day. He hates that he missed a large part of her life and is happy that she doesn't resent him in any way. And if you follow Chia Lee on social media, you could tell that he really seems to be doing great. He and his fiance, influencer Nikki G, who held him down while he was away, have such a cute family and they do quite a bit of traveling. Chiali's parents are very active in his life as well, and they're all over his social media. He has become in the new civil rights movement among somewhat becoming an influencer himself, which I love seeing. Now, he definitely regrets that day back in January of 2000. You know, I mean, regardless, that was his, at the time, his girlfriend's brother and his daughter's uncle. So he definitely has regrets of that. I just wish the best for him going forward, him and his family, and I hope to at least see that documentary one day. So that is the story of rapper Chia Lee and his 
decline and somewhat rise back into the spotlight. How many of you knew that story? And what I mean by that is people, different publications, I should say, have said different things about what happened, what led to the murder. Some people just said it was just some random guy on the street. People said that it was over CDs. It was a lot of different stories that happened, but this actually came directly from Chiali's mouth. All this is alleged because it's just his story, but his story did seem to be backed up more by witnesses to the crime at the time. So, yeah, it's uh, it was crazy. And the thing about it is like, you know, we had so many great rappers during that time. And when Chiali went missing, you know, when no one saw him or heard anything or whatever, I honestly didn't think anything of it because, I mean, I hate to say it, but he was a child rapper. If you know, but he was a different type of child rapper. He wasn't like a crisscross or, um, shoot, I, I can't even think of the youngsters, you know, where it was kind of fun, you know, at times. And, you know, you might try to get a little bit more hardcore the older you get. It doesn't work out for everyone, but Chi Ali was already living that life. So, you know, I mean, I just thought that he just kind of fell off, you know, and he did in a sense, but it really, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, because for it. I couldn't find why his second album was shelved and it was such a long period of time between his first album, which was released in 1992. And I believe that his second album was scheduled to be released like in the late nineties. I can't remember if it was like 97 or 98, something like that. I mean, that's a long time. You know, I mean, a lot of people can't do that, especially even back then, you know, I mean, now you got people who release a CD or two, well, album or however you want to say it. I don't know what they're calling it nowadays, but I still call them albums or CDs or whatever. But they release them, you know, like some people do two a year. Some people do, you know, one every year or whatever. And back then you didn't have to do that, but now you kind of do. So it wasn't like it was, I guess, a big thing, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But Chiali, I'm happy that, I mean, it's unfortunate what happened, of course, but I'm glad that he's doing well, you know, that's the most important thing. And it's just crazy how one phrase can set somebody off like that. In interviews, people were saying, you know, like, what would make you want to kill somebody over telling them to suck their you know what, and even rapper Fat Joe was asked, you know, about that. And he said that he would kill somebody, he said he would probably stab them if they said that to him. I'm like, damn, but you know, I mean, like, I mean, I don't I don't understand, but hey, it is what it is. But Chi Ali did say that when he was young, his older brother told him, giving him the ways of the street and everything, trying to teach him about, you know, street life and all that stuff. If you're going to be out here, one of the things he told him was, don't let anybody invite you to their dick. And I was like, oh, damn, like, OK, oh, well, well, so there's that. But Anyway, that's the story of Chi Ali. I'm gonna quit rambling because I can go on and on. But this was a shorter podcast. So I kind of wanted to give a little bit of my two cents here at the end. You know, that's what I do. So there's that. So as always, I want to thank you for tuning in to Danny B Speaks Presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. I know the shows have been sporadic and I haven't even done another episode for my regular podcast. But I promise you, I'm trying to get back on the schedule And I have some other things coming up, so be on the lookout for that. I spoke about that before. I'm going to create a page or a playlist, I should say, on my YouTube page that has all my old podcasts on there that I did before. And of course, 
the news and everything is going to be a little irrelevant, but it's going to be from Danny B Speaks, the podcast, as well as I think I did about three or four episodes before of um, this podcast. But I just want to put those out there because a lot of people were asking where they could find them. And I um, did take them off. I thought that I... (laughs) I thought that I was um, privating, privating them, but I deleted them. But I still ha- I have, you know, copies saved on a hard drive. So hopefully I could find the hard drive. I got about 50 million of them. I'm going to try to get them on here for you. Um, and that'll be on my YouTube page where you can listen to current podcasts on there as well. And I'm also trying to put other material on there it's going to be things of course with music I'm going to be trying to do some reviews of different things I'll also be doing reviews on my website dannybspeaks.com as I mentioned about my YouTube page you can listen to past podcasts soon but you can also listen to the current podcast on my YouTube page which of course is Danny B Speaks you can find this and my other podcasts on my website my YouTube page but also you can check them out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, as well as Amazon Podcast. Be on the lookout for an upcoming merch line that I have been working on and designing for years, but this year is going to be the year that it's finally going to be released. I will have all the details on that coming up. I'll let you can, of course, keep people updated with what's going on with that. I have another podcast that's coming out, which I'm not going to give too much information about. It's going to be a collaboration. Speaking of collaborations, if you would like to collaborate with me, you can always reach out to me at dannybspeaks at gmail.com. If you would like to become a sponsor or advertise my podcast website, anything involving the Danny B Speaks brand, please reach out to me at dannybspeaks at gmail.com. If you would like for me to advertise some of your business on my website or on the podcast, please reach out to me, of course, once again at dannybspeaks at gmail.com. And once again, thank you, as always, for tuning in to Danny B Speaks Presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. Hopefully I'll have a new episode for you next week. Going to try to keep the episodes flowing. I need to get back on a regular schedule so people won't be leaving me you know what I mean so I'm going to try to keep that going on consistency is the key but if anybody knows me my mind is always going 50 million thousand miles per hour so it's a I'm trying to really get organized that's the biggest thing that is the goal for this month the first month of the year oh yeah happy new year everybody and hope you had a great holiday sorry about that should have said that at the beginning but you know better late than never in the meantime you can follow me on social media at Danny B Speaks That's at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't really post on Twitter too much, but basically Instagram and Facebook, those are the spots right there. As always, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will catch y'all on the next one. Peace, y'all.